This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to yet another episode of Between You and Me. If you heard at the beginning, I was taking a sip of water, so this is a reminder for everyone to drink water today. Especially today because I've spent the past 24 hours taking care of my boyfriend because he was overworked and dehydrated and he felt so sick. So yeah, this is a personal service announcement to drink some water. It's hot if you're in the summer right now, your summer season. It's hot. Drink some water. Anyways, let's get to the episode and what we're going to be talking about today. Um, As you can see from the title, this is going to be a what would I do episode. If you guys are new here, I do these every so often where, where I ask you guys to give me situations that you are currently in and need some guidance or some help or some advice based on what I would do in your situation. I ask you guys this over on my podcast Instagram account, which is at Between You and Me Podcast. So if you guys want to be in future ones, go ahead and follow that Instagram account. Also, since we're here, there's merch available for you guys for this podcast. If you're a supporter, if you want some cute hoodies, if you want a tote bag, check it out. Check my Instagram for links and you will find it. Okay, beautiful. So I'm getting comfy. I'm lounging on my bed right now. It is 9 p.m. and I just had a full day of being out in the sun, enjoying myself, drinking lots of water, um, eating some good food. So I'm relaxed and I'm ready to chit chat with you guys. So the first situation, by the way, these are all anonymous, but the first situation is my girlfriend has mentally checked out of the relationship. What should I do? Is it salvageable? Since I don't have a lot of context on this, I'm going to go with my first instinct. If I were in this situation, just simply based on the person that I am, I think that if there has not been any conversation, like let's say that she has not verbally said to you she's checked out and it's kind of based on your assumptions on how she's acting in the relationship that you believe she's checked out of the relationship, I would have a serious conversation about it, bring it up, talk to her about how you feel. What are what are the reasons that you feel like she has checked out of the relationship? Has her effort gone down? Has her communication gone down? Has, you know, the priority that you are in her life gone down? Like, do you not feel as much of a priority in her life? Obviously, when someone's not creating enough space for you or giving you enough effort or treating you the way that they treated you 
at the beginning, there has to be some reason, right? Like either a reason that involves you and is a part of the relationship or a reason that involves herself and something that's going on in her life. So simply based on, like I said, the person that I am and how I am in my relationship, I would want to put in the effort to try and figure it out and see if there's something in my power that I could do. Because at some point, unfortunately, in certain situations, there comes a a point where you can simply no longer do anything. Like you've done the most that you possibly could. Now, if you haven't had a chance to talk or to really like sit down and like have a serious conversation about it, then I'd say do that. And from that, you can get a lot of different options. You can find out something, you know, maybe that she wasn't sharing with you about her own personal life that she's going through that's kind of affecting the relationship. You can help guide her with that. You can see if she still has the ability to put in the effort or if you're willing to give patience to her because she can't right now. You can um, work together on something. Maybe she found that there was an issue in your relationship or she's not really liking something that you're doing or you know something was caused by something maybe that happened in the relationship and now she's acting differently now that would take both of your guys's effort to kind of compromise and fix whatever the root issue is and then move forward and try to do your best together or it can come to the conclusion that she simply has checked out and she doesn't see anything left in the relationship that is salvageable Now, even though you may feel like you can see that there's hope left in the relationship and that, you know, she's treated you one way before, maybe she can do it again. If her words and actions say that she can't give you what you want, then you have to take that and take the words as truth. Because even if you feel like, oh, but she has the capacity to do it, she's done it before, like we can be happy, it's possible. Like, you need to understand the words that she's telling you. She's giving you the truth. And that's really all you can ask a person for at the end of the day. So if she's telling you that that this is just the way that it is, like she's checked out, there's nothing that we can, either of us can do to help it, then that's when you have to accept the situation and just say, okay, you know, as much as it hurts potentially, as much as it, you don't want it to be true, as much as you might still have the effort and the love and the, you know, you're still checked in. If both parties aren't checked in, you're just going to be unhappy. And that's the sad truth. Even if you love someone, you can be unhappy. Even if you love someone, you can not be treated properly. Even if you love someone, you can just leave a relationship. So yeah, unfortunately, that one was kind of a sad one. But that's what I would do in that situation. Give it your best shot in terms of communicating and understanding. And if it is, at the end of the day, if it is what it is, then there's nothing that you yourself can do without hurting yourself. You know what I mean? Next situation is, I get anxious thinking about the age range 40 to 50. Where do you see yourself at that time period of your life? Um, You know what? I also get anxious thinking about that time frame as well. But what I've kind of trained my brain to do in a way is like almost just trust that good things are going to happen to me simply because even as a person that deals with a lot of anxiety, I feel like I don't even bother thinking about anxiety that far into the future because 
it's so far to a certain extent that like I don't find the need to worry about it yet. Like I already deal with so much anxiety in my current like life in like this age range and maybe like the next couple years or so. So my brain doesn't even go as far as to think about 40 and 50 because first of all, we don't really know if we're going to be here, knock on wood. Obviously, we can hope and pray, but worrying about the future will only make today harder. And for what? You know what I mean? So in my situation, in my like thought process, in my mind, I trust that the work that I'm putting in today will come to fruition by that time frame. That when you look around and see people in their 40s and 50s, like look at your parents maybe a couple years ago and see how they flourished and changed and gone through life experiences and they're still here and they're still working and they're still doing their thing. You know, there's some peace in seeing the people of that age range in your life kind of enjoying and and just taking it day by day as well. Because even though our parents are a bit older or the people in our lives that are in the age range are older and it seems like they have their shit together, it's also like it's their first time living as well. So they're probably still thinking and worrying and having anxious thoughts about 10 years from their own age. So it's a matter of being present in the moment and also not over worrying and over stressing about things that you don't know that are just so far away, you know, and trusting that whatever you're doing right now will help you for these future times. Focus on now and trying to do better every single day or every single week rather than worrying like, oh, what if I don't succeed by the time I'm that age? Because I don't think there's anything to gain from that. And it can be hard to kind of shut those thoughts off because, you know, I have certain thoughts that are different, but they're very repetitive and anxious thoughts. So it's just a matter of redirecting your brain when those thoughts come in, trying to focus on something else that's a little bit more positive and a little bit more beneficial to you. Because unfortunately, those thoughts are just not going to get you anywhere. If you look at it in a different way and think, okay, let me like try and structure and plan out goals and things I want to achieve and da da da, that's a more positive way of looking at it, right? So that's what I would do in terms of feeling anxious or thinking about a certain age range and how and where you'll be in life by that point. Okay, next question. Someone said, I feel like my ego gets in the way of things sometimes. How can I help this? Um, You know what? It's a very self-aware question, which is a number one, a positive note to start off on because the thing with ego is that we can really be unconscious of when it is kind of controlling your thoughts, emotions, and decisions. So the simple fact that you're kind of curious and questioning it and trying to figure it out and and see like, oh, okay, like what's my ego? What What is my ego doing in, let's say, my relationship or what's it doing in my decision making of certain areas? Like you're already breaking down the ego slightly by realizing that it's a thing. Because a lot of people do not realize that they have an ego that gets in the way of your thought process, decisions, and how you go about your life. So this is a good thing. Um, I'm not the professional on when it comes to this subject of the ego because I know I unconsciously, in many ways, let my ego get in the way of 
life. And unfortunately, unless you're very, very, very self-aware and are easily challenged by people, and what I mean by that is you allow people to pick on you. Not saying like bully, but I'm saying like you allow people to give you constructive criticism or you take when people comment on negative aspects of you and you actually reflect on it. That's how you can actually get rid of your ego. What I've noticed in my own lifetime and my own, you know, time frame is the things that really offend you that people say to you about your character, about your personality, that a lot of the times can be a reflection of your ego. And once again, I'm not talking about rude and mean people that are just trying to hurt you. Because this is a hard, this is a hard, okay, this is a hard conversation. Because there can be people that are trying to hurt you and they will say rude things and they will, you know, tear you down, try to tear you down with their words. And a lot of the times, people will actually take those words and internalize them when they're simply not true. Like, there's no truth behind it. People are just trying to hurt you, right? But then there can be situations like if you're in a relationship, if it's a family member, if it's a close friend that's really trying to reach out to you and tell you, listen, you do this and it's it's not okay. Like, you can't consistently be, let's say, super controlling. Like, you can't do that to people. It's not right. Or... You can't constantly act on your emotions. You need to think logically sometimes. Like these are constructive criticism about how your ego is getting in the way of your life that people are trying to tell you so that you can change. If you're acting with your ego, all of those words will be bounced back and you just simply won't take it. Like you won't understand it. You won't take a second to be like, hmm, maybe I am a bit controlling or maybe I am too emotional. I don't take a time to think about, you know, what the situation is. I just simply react. When you have an ego, you're going to take anything negative about you that people say, even if they're trying to be nice about it, they're trying to help you. And you're going to say, no, like they're just being a dick. They're just, they just suck. They're just saying this. They're just doing that, you know, when in reality, they could have very extremely valid points, but you're just not willing to take it and to understand and to change. I think an example of you not letting your ego get in the way would be to actually take those piece of, pieces of advice and allow yourself to be offended by them. Be like, damn, that kind of hurts. But then also think, you know, maybe they're right. Maybe I am a bit too controlling in these aspects of my life. And maybe I, I'm not treating people fairly and I'm I'm trying to control everything in my life and that's just not the way things go. A lot of the things that I feel like I've changed the most about myself have been things that other people have repetitively told me about myself, but it took me so many times to actually understand it, internalize it and be like, okay, they're right. And that's when you can feel literally your ego kind of falling and... It'll happen so many times in your life. It's not like your ego will die one time and, you know, you'll be fine. It's it's a process of realizing, okay, shit, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not as great as I thought I was, but there's nothing wrong with me if I'm able to see something and, and want to fix it and change. So it's not a bad thing. It's 
just the acceptance that you're imperfect and you can still be a good person and be imperfect. So yeah, I hope that was, <laughs> I hope that was helpful, but that's, that's how I have in my time frame of life tried to not allow my ego to get in the way of things. And it's very not easy. Let me tell you that. That wasn't good grammar, but it's not easy whatsoever. Um, it's definitely challenging. And it's definitely kind of hard to even accept that you're not perfect. <laughs> this next one's a little bit more lighthearted. I feel like we've been talking about pretty serious stuff. I mean, it's not really lighthearted, but I just have a very simple answer to this one. Should I stay friends with my exes or sorry, with, okay, let me try again. Should I stay friends with my bestie's ex-boyfriend? I'm very passionate about this for some reason and not because I think, you know, it's it's happened to me actually before in my lifetime, but I'm just a big loyalty person. So like in my eyes, whoever you were friends with first, you should have your loyalty to like, I know in a lot of situations when people start dating, you will befriend their whole entire friend group. And the thing that happens is like you mesh into one, especially if you've been dating for a long time. So let's say like one of my best friends, you know, she would bring her boyfriend around like his whole friend group, whatever. So we would hang out with them constantly, like go out with them, throw parties with them. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm yada, yada, yada. And then they break up. My loyalty is with my best friend. For the most part, chances are her boyfriend was really not that close to you. It was a convenient friendship. You know, it was a convenient friendship because he was always there. He was dating your best friend. So obviously you met him based on like through her. So your friendship with him is solely based on her. If she decides he no longer or they both decide they no longer want to be together, you should simultaneously no longer be friends with this guy. Now, I'm not saying you hate him, you block him on everything, you fuck him, unless, you know, of course, he was a terrible person. If they ended on good terms, let's say, for example, and you guys are still quote-unquote friends, that's fine, but I don't think you should go out of your way to check up on him, hang out with him, like, go to functions with him and his friend group when your best friend can't come, like, you got to put your friendship first at the end of the day. If this friendship doesn't last with said ex-boyfriend, let's say, it wasn't really meant to be there. You know, like if that friendship was meant to be there, like this was meant to be an important person in your life, like you'll catch him down the road in a year or two. Do you know what I mean? You just don't need to put the effort in to continue the communication with him, continue the friendship between you and him because at least for me, my loyalties with my best friend and in normal breakups, you don't communicate with your ex anymore, right? So yeah, I would simply not be friends with my best friend's ex. 
That's what I would do. The next situation is my sister and I don't get along anymore because of my on and off relationship. What should I do? One, on and off relationships for some reason are really glorified (laughs) on social media. They're really glorified in this day and age. And I don't know why. People love toxic shit, I swear. But if you have a healthy relationship with your sister, let's say prior to this boyfriend, and she's for the most part, you know, I have sisters, so I know how it is. Like, sisters want nothing but the best for their sister. If she's an older sister, specifically, she's going to be a bit harder on you. She's going to be more, you know, picky about the people you choose to have in your life, and rightfully so, because she's probably been through it. You know, your older sister has probably had that shitty on and off relationship before. And she probably looks at you and she's like, man, my sister's going through it herself. You know what I mean? Like she wants to prevent you from getting hurt the way that she did. So I would trust my sister in terms of, first of all, if your relationship is healthy and you don't have a toxic relationship with your sister, because I know if you have an unhealthy relationship with even a family member, they can be kind of manipulating you in the wrong direction but we're gonna we're gonna use the example of that you have a healthy relationship with your sister and she loves and cares for you I will always 10 out of 10 times value a family member a very strong friendship their opinions if it comes to a relationship because one relationships in general love is blind and it's actually blind sometimes okay let me tell you that so The thing is, we don't sometimes see the red flags initially. We don't see the bad parts about an on and off relationship. We don't see the toxicity in it. So if someone's there and they're trying to tell you and they're trying to reach out to you and like, just be like, babe, please see what I can see because she doesn't have the rose colored glasses on. I would take it with a grain of salt, maybe even a grain of uh, what's a bigger piece of something, maybe even with a grain of pepper. Pepper's a little bigger, isn't it? Maybe with a grain of peppercorn, okay? Because these opinions of people who love and care for you are valuable. So don't neglect them completely just because it's something you don't want to hear. It has happened to me before, let me tell you, that my sister has told me something that I didn't want to hear and I got mad at her because I just didn't want it to be the truth, right? I didn't want her to be right about something that I didn't want to be true. So it can create a strained relationship, but at the same time as a sister, like I'm an older sister too. If my little sister wasn't, you know, understanding me and wasn't realizing it, unfortunately, I'd just be like, okay, babe, you got to figure it out yourself. I tried warning you, but now you're going to have to go through it the hard way. So it kind of sucks that there has to be a strained relationship there because that's what I would do. Like I would do my best to be like, listen, I'm trying to give you some advice here. And if she doesn't take it, I'd be like, okay, love you, you know, but you're like, you're fucked. Like you're going (laughs) to, you're going to like, this is going to end in heartbreak. Um, And I just let her go through it because sometimes it takes, it takes the person to have to go through the situation and sometimes they don't learn it prior to that. You know what I mean? But regardless, that's kind of off topic. Um, in this situation, I'd really I'd really value my sister's opinion. Even if it's hard, take it with a grain of peppercorn, okay? Value the opinion. You don't have to let it change your whole entire psyche and change how you feel about the relationship. But like I said before, on and off relationships can be mildly to highly toxic. So 
evaluate your relationship without the rose-colored glasses on for a little bit, okay? I wish you the best of luck. This sounds like a complicated situation, but that's what I would do. All right, this one is actually really similar to the first one, so it's kind of funny. Some people are going through pretty similar situations here, but this one has a slight twist and difference to it. Been with my boyfriend for two years, but a guy friend of mine doesn't like him and is very verbal about it. So this one's different for one of two reasons. One, it's not a strained relationship, right? It's not the same because you are currently friends with this guy. And two, he's a guy friend, okay? He's not your sister. He's not, you know, your girly best friend. It's a guy friend. So this makes me doubt slightly. I have two-sided answers to this because in one situation, your guy friend could be manipulative. <laughs> he could be in love with you or wanting you or have a thing for you. So, of course, he's going to talk shit about your boyfriend that you've had for two years, right? Of course, he's going to say, oh, he sucks. I would do this for you, but he doesn't do that for you. But on the other side of it, he could also have valuable, you know, opinions, this one, because I don't have context, is actually pretty difficult because it depends on your relationship with this guy, okay? If you have a completely platonic relationship, if he's never exposed interest to you, he's never ever once made you feel like you were anything more than a friend to him, if he's a genuinely good person and he's very close with you, and, and then his opinion is that he's not a fan of your boyfriend and he's very verbal about it. Once again, I'd take it with a grain of peppercorn. I'd value his opinion. I'd look at my relationship and see, okay, what is he saying? Does it, does it make sense? Is it true? Could it potentially be true? You know, are there things that I'm not seeing clearly because, you know, love is blind. I have the rose colored glasses on, things like this. On the second side of things, if that relationship with your guy friend is not exactly as I painted out in the first option, then it could be that this is not the best guy friend. He doesn't have the most purest intentions. He's not, you know, looking out for you the same way that the first option guy friend would be. At the same time, you also have to trust yourself, your own instincts. You have been with your boyfriend for two years, so I would hope that there are great things in the relationship and there are reasons that you've been with your boyfriend for two years, right? And at the same time, your guy friend's not in the relationship. He doesn't know. It's very easy for men to not get along, I feel like. I could be wrong. I wouldn't know. But maybe he just doesn't like him based off of simple things like his interests or his taste in certain things. So because I don't have a lot of context, this is a little bit of a complicated one. I'd say take, based off of your friendship with the guy, take whatever he has to say with a grain of salt or don't take it at all and fuck the friendship because he can either have good intention towards you or bad intention towards you. It could be a manipulative situation or it could be a genuine situation. And that's based on your friendship with your guy friend. So that's what I would do. Lucky for me, I don't have any situations like that with my male friends. But a thing I want to add is that one of my friends... We will name no names here. She became single after one of her relationships and a lot of guy friends came to the surface, okay? They came to the surface not acting so much like guy friends and she was really disappointed and she would tell me about it and be like, man, like I never expected it 
from these guys. Like I really valued their friendships. I really looked at them like only friends and it had been years and years and years that they'd been friends for. And the second she was out of a long-term relationship, all of a sudden they switch up the way that they act with her. And that's very fucking disappointing. Let me tell you that. I've personally never experienced it, but I can imagine like girls will know that like when you've been friend zoned by a guy that you actually feel like is a good friend and like a genuine person, it's like a relief. You feel great about it because you're like, okay, I can let my guard down. I don't have to be worried about this man being interested in me because the second that women are friendly, men think that they're interested in that's a whole nother fucking topic. So alrighty. Next, the the next last couple ones are honestly pretty straightforward and easy, but they're interesting ones. So how to deal with two friends who are fighting and trying to get me to take sides in my situation. And for the love of God, please listen to me. Take no sides. Simply be the biggest bitch if it, if that's what it makes you and tell them both like, bro, I don't want to be involved If it makes either one of them have a resentment towards you, then that's on them. Because the fair thing to do in any situation is to simply not be a part of it. It could be one of those situations where there's one person that's much, much, much more in the wrong. Like, let's say they did something horrible. They killed another person's cat, for example, like unforgivable shit. Then in that case, sure, take fucking sides. But if it's something that's almost like you can understand both sides and you're like, okay, I kind of get her, but I kind of get her and they're kind of both wrong here in this situation... I promise you, just stay out of it. Times like this is when you choose peace. You don't want to be involved in situations, trying to get one person to understand the other person, trying to feed information from one to the other, get them to see each other's sides, because all you're doing is adding stress to your own life, firstly. And you're solving a problem that wasn't yours to begin with. You're taking on a role that you're not getting paid for, You're not, you know, you don't deserve to take on their negative energy. So I'm sure both of your friends are fully capable of communicating to each other on whatever disagreement it is and figuring it out if they wish to. And you don't have to fear like if you were in a friend group, you don't have to be worried like, oh, you know, if they don't work it out, we're not going to all be friends anymore. So be it, babe. So be it. The right people will stay in your life the right friends will stay in your life. If their argument ruins a friendship between one of you, one of them and you, then they weren't meant to be there. Because if you stay out of it and do the peaceful and the fair thing to do, then it's their problem if, like I said, they create resentment towards you. And that's what I would do in that situation 110%, no doubt about it. (laughs) Okay, this last one's also kind of crazy, I can't lie. Um, Another very straightforward answer. He cuddled his girl best friend when she was very sick. She has also confessed that she loves him. What do I do? Let's all say it together, ladies and gentlemen. Throw him in the trash. Get rid of him. No, but seriously. In this situation, girl best friends are already a very tender spot, okay? We need to really trust the women that are in our, our man's life correct? Yes, of course I'm correct. Because if you don't trust this girl, first of all, your boyfriend should reassure you that you can trust this girl and not put him and her in certain situations that would make you not trust this girl. Okay? If you have a good boyfriend, 
and he's loyal to you and he loves you and he doesn't value his you know friendship with another woman more than he values a relationship let's say in an ideal world he'd value them equally but realistically no one really wants that you want to be valued more obviously but i'm just going to make it sound fair that you should be valued equally if he doesn't care about making you uncomfortable he's valuing that friendship more than he's valuing you because in no world in no god-given universe would i allow it's not even about allowing would i tolerate my boyfriend cuddling with his sick girl best friend who has confessed she loves him because i mean first of all he's going to give me the illness okay and second of all why does she love you what are you doing that's making her love you because i know you're not that lovable <laughs> okay i'm kidding i mean the 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 simple fact that this girl could potentially love your boyfriend or does love your boyfriend that's enough for him to kick her to the curb because that's not a platonic friendship anymore so you simply can't have a non-platonic friendship when you're in a relationship like baby you got to decide do you want a relationship or not so that's issue numero uno issue number two is him putting you in an uncomfortable position being your his girlfriend and hanging out with his girl best friend in that scenario luckily i don't really like have to deal with things to that extent but i have in the past like worried about certain things just never to that extent so like i completely understand you're not crazy first of all if the, if you ever thought like if he if he's making you feel like crazy like he's oh i'm just taking care of her she's sick i don't like her she just likes me fuck him literally throw him in the garbage i'm not kidding because there is a man walking on this earth that would never once for a second make you doubt your worth your importance to him in his life by hanging out with a woman who likes him that he claims is his girl best friend does your dad do that no right okay so that's your answer okay ladies and gentlemen i hope you enjoyed what would i do for all of your life situations if you sent me some of these questions thank you so much i really appreciate it once again you can go to at between you and me podcast on instagram for future episodes like this or to just follow because i post very often with some very cute things on that instagram account and all the merch details are there so once again, thank you guys for listening. I love you very much and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.